Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Coronavirus affects everything going on in America right now. It affects cultures with movies opening up on Netflix the same day they're supposed to open in theaters. Small business with restaurants, bars, and gyms being forced to close, trying to scramble to figure out their curbside service, their to-go service, if they didn't normally already have something, never mind paring down staffs and letting people go. It's affecting the markets. The market was down 3,000 points yesterday, was up at the start of trading. Who knows where it's going to end? Nobody's looking at their 401k right now. Economy, markets, your retirement, that all affects an election. Meanwhile, the Ohio primary got moved to June, which could have a serious effect on the Democrats and their moves towards Milwaukee and choosing a nominee. Does it give Bernie Sanders some level of relief? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. There's a lot to get into. Dana Perino is there at Fox News, the daily briefing at 2 p.m. And, of course, the 5 at 5 p.m., former White House press secretary, joins us right now. And I don't want to get into with you White House response, although I'm happy to talk about it, but rather the conversation of White House messaging, something that you know intimately, something that you've uh, dealt with. And one of the conversations going around is that President Trump has delivered one message while the task force has delivered other messages. Um, the, the White House messaging in a situation like this, different than even some of the serious calamities you uh, dealt with in your time uh, there, is this messaging been problematic, par for the course, or above average? Oh, gosh, Tony. You know, I am reluctant to criticize um, because I'm not there. I think one of the things I've always done is refrain from criticizing even the Obama communicators because... Um, when you're on the outside looking in, even though I had a background there, the one thing I definitely know is that I don't have all the information. Like, I, don't, I don't know what it was like inside. I don't know what kind of information they were getting, what the intel was telling them or not telling them. Um, I do think that the response was uneven at best. And there, you know, Americans are hopeful and optimistic people. And we also are, um, you know, we have this wonderful border system, two oceans on our coast, um, a wonderful neighbor to our north, a decent neighbor to our south, though, of course, we have the immigration problem because people want to come live here because we have the best country. Um, but in a world of globalization where people are traveling and um, we have a global economy, and when we saw what was happening in Wuhan, and they literally shut a city of 11 million people down, now, that's the size of Manhattan on a, on a day of work. That's how many people that and they literally could not go anywhere for six weeks. And you think about how that will will affect people. We're we're, we're just in the beginning stages of that now. It's very disorienting. I um, I'll tell you, I think that the White House has gotten its act together very well. I think that the appointment of um, Vice President Pence to lead the task force has been a steady hand. And they are, I know this, the staff is working tirelessly. I did touch base with um, somebody on Vice President Pence's staff that I worked with in the Bush administration. And all I said was, I'm praying for your well-being, and I thank you for working so hard because 
you know, everybody, we're all humans, and we're all trying our best, and we're dealing with a, a scientific nightmare, a scientific terrorist, and we don't quite know what we should be doing about it. And I think that when Dr. Fauci said, if it feels like you're overreacting, you're probably doing the right thing. And, and that's kind of the- hard for us to think about, but that's where I am this morning. That's what, that, those were the words from Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, mm-hmm. just the other day talking to Dana Perino, uh, the Daily Briefing on Fox News on Twitter, Dana Perino, P-E-R-I-N-O. Oh, but uh, you, know, media- I'm, you know, I lost a bet last week, so I haven't been on Twitter for a week. Is that right? Did you not? No, yeah. I, I bet Chris Starwalt on our podcast, the I'll Tell You What podcast, on the day Bernie Sanders was going to make an announcement from his campaign, this is um, last Wednesday, and... I, I I'd had a tip that he that Bernie Sanders was going to drop out. I believe that Bernie Sanders should drop out. And while we we're doing the podcast, I see the setup for Bernie Sanders' speech in Burlington, Vermont. This was kind of the first day of major social distancing for the campaigns. And I looked at that backdrop. I was like, he's definitely getting out. And Chris Starwalt and I made a bet because he said he wasn't. And the bet was that if I lost, I had to delete Twitter off my phone for a week. Well, you, you should you should have called me because I would I would have told you. I, true believers never never disappear. Well, they, you know, they're, I actually there. texted uh, Donna Brazil earlier, and I said, "Hey, is Bernie Sanders going to drop out?" That's what I'm hearing, and she said, "Dana, he's never going to drop out. He has to be beaten out." And, and I think by she the was way, right. Like, I should have listened to her. Like gang fight beaten out, though. That's the way it has to go. <laughs> Talking to Dana Perino. Speak, I'll get to 2020 and we'll get to media reactions in a bit. Uh, you have the Ohio primary that's been postponed. You still have Arizona and Florida going on today. It really is now third-hand news or third-level news when we talk about the news story. This should be enough for Joe Biden to put Bernie Sanders away, uh, yeah. yet... This might actually work out to Bernie Sanders' favor to try and figure out how to at least stay in to create the contested convention in Milwaukee. Uh, I just in Milwaukee. think that he does. It's so selfish on his part for the Democrats. I mean, I, look, he's not even a Democrat. And he had four years to try to convince people that his way was better, but he kept his base. Now, there's something to be said for that. I, I understand that they, he has a strong, small base of support, and they are passionate but he hasn't convinced anybody else. And in every state that's voted so far, he's been rejected, except for like two. And in fact, Joe Biden just won Washington State. It was announced last night. So yes. uh, so eventually he wins Bernie Sanders will, will leave the race at some point, and, and even if it does come down to it at a contested convention. But I got to tell you, Tony, doesn't it feel like we're looking way too far ahead? I mean, we're in the middle of a major public health crisis that we've never dealt with before in the middle of an election year feels very shaky to me. Which part feels shaky to you? That I, I think that, you know, when you ask people on a day like today where you have many folks voting to go to their polling stations, even though they're supposed to be six feet apart or you're not supposed to leave your home, and then you have Ohio postponing, I, I just think we're in uncharted waters. We don't know what's coming. Well, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but there was a conversation about whether or not the election would be postponed. And, I don't and think I know so. We had elections during I, World Wars, so I think we can handle it. 
Yeah, I, I, I exactly the point that I think that the governor of, of Ohio, Mike DeWine, is engaged in a bit of reactionary here. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not one of the anti-science people on coronavirus. I understand social distancing. The concepts of flattening the curve make yeah. perfect sense as to not overwhelming the medical system. And it's so interesting that people were still trying to hit that point home. This isn't about, oh, my gosh, coronavirus is definitely going to kill you. No, this is about eliminating the peaks to keep those healthcare workers ahead of the situation. Uh, but you're right about the selfishness of Bernie Sanders. He's a true believer and he's not about to change. That doesn't change the fact that you could get to Milwaukee for whatever that convention might now look like, depending on where coronavirus goes from here, and realize that Bernie Sanders has delegates. Joe Biden doesn't have the 1991 delegates. The Democrats are going to have to make some new rule that says most delegates wins. We're done here. Otherwise, you will get to a second ballot. Yep. I think that's right. I think you're absolutely right. Plus, I also think... um, you know, states, Americans are so amazing and they're innovative and they figure things out. And Washington State and I believe Colorado are all mail-in ballots for their primaries. And I don't know. I don't know about their general elections. I don't know about their rules. But, you know, we can't we can do that. Everybody could do that if they wanted. Some states, um, at least well, at localities in Seattle, I believe they allow mobile voting. And they've accepted the risk on the cyber issues, but maybe they figured they figured it out. All the smart tech people up there. So I think that you'll see some innovation um, that'll help us deal with that. I think the census, though, could be something that might be postponed. That's uh, that would be, be a different subject for sure. In the summertime, super important, or this time of year, you know, people knocking on doors. Well, that's not going to be happening. Yeah, because no one's going to answer the door. Talking to Dana Perino, that podcast, by the way, I'll tell you what, you can get at radio.foxnews.com, her and Chris Starwalt. Before I let you go, we've been watching, as much as we've been watching uh, the reports on the science of coronavirus, we've been watching media reaction of coronavirus. Some people who simply did not want to accept the fact that this could be problematic, and other people who were absolutely ideological in trying to push this as a Trump is going to get us all killed, he's anti-science, Pence is anti-science, he wants to pray it all away, the things that that we have heard. Have you seen a turn in accountability from the press? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh. You know, um, I, you know I, I went through, as press secretary, the financial crisis. And what I found is that we just had to put aside, you know, and there were a lot of people from the right that were very upset that the president was going to have to make the tough decision to advocate for a bailout for the banks. But his position from a leadership position was, but what if we don't? You know, and, and then we're, uh, because his advisor said it could be worse than the Great Depression. It's like, well, we shouldn't do that. And, you know, the, the banks paid everything back. Um, and it was a horrible decision to have to make to bail out Wall Street. That was disgusting. This is a very different situation. We don't, our, our banks are solid right now. What isn't solid is that I just saw it from the Marist poll. One in five Americans announced that they were either fired or their hours were drastically reduced in the last week. And we've got to think about how to help them. Think about people who are in the gig economy, right, that are um, not a part of uh, a company. Maybe they pay for their own health insurance, et cetera. And all these workers that work for tips, um, or maybe they have a cash business. This is really, really serious. And so we're going to focus on that on the daily briefing today. I have Mohammed Alarian 
coming on the show to talk about uh, financial impacts and what should we, we should be prepared to do to help people. Dana Perino, uh, Fox News, catch the daily briefing at 2 p.m., uh, the 5 at 5 p.m., and the podcast, I'll tell you what. You can get that at radio.foxnews.com. Dana, good uh, to talk to you. Glad you had the time, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Take care. Much more to get to the numbers, the data. I'm Tony Katz.